0: host Blake Ruffino this is Are You Serious Sports I hope that all of you are making it a good one we know that we are as well huge show in store for you here tonight Mike Denbrock staying in Baton Rouge Louisiana even though the Rudy Poos out there at A&M tried to steal him Mike Denbrock is a loyal being and you gotta love it. So, glad that Mike Denbrock, who had the number one total, D, uh, total offense in the country, 547.8 yards per game. But Mr. Blake, he's not going to have Jaden. What did Mike Denbrock do in his last year at Cincinnati? That's right, they went to a playoff. Huh. Isn't that interesting? Not only thing that we're going to be talking about here tonight, Rafino's rants. Um, what could happen, uh, and with LSU shaking up, does LSU do, you know, uh, look, we've been answering pretty much five of your biggest question over the last five shows tonight's question would be, I hear a lot of people asking, we hadn't dove deep, deep, deep into this. What if Matt house stays? What if he's just still around the program? Because a lot of people was like, well, look, he, he didn't. Uh, fire Brian and He demoted Brian Pullian and brought other people in. Could that be a possibility? Sure. Could 1,000% be a possibility? I don't think he should do that. Now, I'm not the head coach. I'm not making $10 million a year to make that decision. And just in my opinion, I don't think he should do that. I think he should move on. Start fresh. But... If you want some success, you got to sometimes move on. I think he's going to do that. He mentioned that yesterday. We'll see. But it's your question. I'm going to answer it, right? Not something that I'm hearing. Just saying it's a question of mine. What if Matt House stays? We'll talk about that. Oh, you're not going to be happy. I know you're not going to be. Mr. Blake, what are you talking about? Yes, indeed. We'll go around your SEC. Some things that are happening in the SEC. We'll touch on Transfer Portal, and the Saints have to make moves. You know what? I'm going to do that Saints segment, just, or what I need to talk about the Saints, here very quickly. Because um, I don't want to spend a lot of time on it. We'll do it in the beginning of the show. So, yesterday we talked about Dennis Allen, Right. And when we talked about Dennis Allen uh, yesterday, I, I said, "Look, man, you just you're gonna have to move on from him. You're gonna have to fire him. He's not a good head coach. He's never been a good head coach." Yeah, he wasn't good. Uh, a good one in Oakland. He wasn't good. He's not been a good one here. I begged for Dan Campbell to be the dude. Begged, tweeted it. Should have sent a carrier pigeon. Well, today I, I saw some stuff from John Hendricks. Uh, in reference to Mickey Loomis, the GM, saying that he, I, I I just I'm I'm flabbergasted uh, that that the lower bowl was filled with Lions fans. Mickey, I, I I don't know how to say this, bud, but the bottom line is is like you said this in a press conference. Nobody wants to go there because you're getting your teeth kicked in. And that you put a deal together for a quarterback, a hundred and fifty million dollar deal, and he's not worth a shit this year. I think Derek Carr is an amazing human being. He seems like a fantastic guy. You overpaid and overreached for a quarterback that isn't good. If I'm not mistaken, this is his second concussion on the year. The second time, I mean, we saw Tua Tagovailoa on his second concussion, didn't play the whole rest of the year. What happens now? You know, you're likely going to have a top 10 pick. You're likely going to have Jane Daniels there. It's not that difficult. It's You suck as a franchise right now. There's no business in the NFC South with the roster that you have for you to suck this much. None. You should not suck this much. What do I know? All right. I I, I just don't agree with the whole Mickey Loomis principle. We're going to keep the the, the core team intact. Okay, well, sounds good. Well, when you keep the core staff intact and the guy that was leading them isn't there, you might not be good. There's a reason that Sean Payton left. Sean Payton retired, and then the next year after being in retirement, going to the Denver Broncos, he didn't want to be there without Drew. He didn't want to be there because he knew what it was going to be like. You're the only idiots that are, and Gale being one of them, pushing money to a staff that the old head coach didn't want to be there for. Now, the Broncos had to give the Saints a pick, and I get that. whoopity do? Ooh, you got a draft pick. A head coach is going to have more years and bigger impact than any second, third-round pick that you will have. Blake Grippy's missing kicks, but you cut Will Lutz. Your punt game is ass. Your offense is ass. You've drafted almost every position group Every guy that you drafted is damn near day one starting for you, and they're not good. You failed. It's time to, re- it's time to start over. You failed. There's nothing wrong in saying that you failed. All right. I mean, it's just the truth. I can't do. I can't. I, I I can't with them. I can't with them. Cause Dennis Allen is a shitty head coach. It's a shitty head coach. You know it. I know it. Your meme all knows it. Great defensive coordinator. Shitty head coach. All right. You're not here to talk about the Saints. Brandon says that Loomis might uh, need to roll out with Dennis Allen. Hell yeah, he needs to roll out with Dennis Allen. That freaking Rudy Pooh. Man's a Rudy Poo. I mean, probably dusts his crawfish. You know what I mean? Like, who dusts their crawfish? What Rudy Poo dusts their crawfish? Probably puts no rice in his gumbo. Right? Like, that's the kind of dude that we're talking about. No rice and gumbo having ass. All right, let's get rolling. Yes, 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 yes. I've solved four questions on it. The Around the SEC segment is about Ed Orgeron and all the little whispers going around Florida. That's what the Around the SEC is. All right, we'll talk about it. Might even do that next. Talk about good friends over at betonline.ag or good friend Tyler Alexander over at EXP Realty. Don't go anywhere. We're back next. But before we do that, while during the commercial break, do us a favor. Hit that like and share. Share to all those social media groups. Share to all of those social media pages. Wherever you're listening to us, watching us live on on YouTube, like, subscribe, notification bell, wherever you listen to podcasts, rate, review, and subscribe. What happens if Matt House stays? You've asked a question. We answer it here tonight. Uh, we got a lot of other things. Mike Denbrock, staying. Transfer Portal, lots to discuss. We're back next. Head on over to BetOnline today and use your mobile device to join and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BELIEVE50, that's BELIEVE50, B-L-E-A-V-5-0 to receive your 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's BetOnline.ag, BetOnline.ag. He will sell your house and find you new. Well, Tyler's the man, he's here you, if you wanna buy or sell, well it's not too late. Dial nine five five zero 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 eight. Just call nine five five zero 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 eight. Y'all call Tyler, he'll shoot you straight. We're back. I called you, but you called me back. Everybody say hello to my brother. What's happening? Can I have that hat? You know you're live on Fubo TV right now. The people on Fubo can see you. I'm on TV? No, you're not on TV. We can put you on TV. You want to be on TV? No, man. I'll call you back, man. All right. My brother, Brett. We got a lot to discuss, but I missed it. We're back. Brett was actually the one with me, my brother, that went with me to Dallas to go get the commitment from a five-star. Talk about a, team, a family full of um, LSU fans. Brian Tanya on YouTube says if Daniels is at at the Saints pick, where the Saints would select, I think they won't get him if they don't all hell is, if they don't, all hell is going to break loose. Thank you, Brian, so much for the Super Chat. If yes, if you do send in Super Chats, we will get to all your comments. Thank you so much, Brian, for that. I agree with you. I, I don't think they're going to take him, and I'm going to go ballistic. I'm going to go ballistic. And the argument's going to be from Saints Media, Saints fans, oh, well, we you know we have Derek Carr. He's getting paid $150 million. I don't give two shits. You got to build your franchise around a quarterback. Derek Carr is not it. Just he—he he isn't it. You know it. I know it. I don't mind. I wouldn't mind if they put Jameis uh, or put a uh, uh, heel back there. You're gonna be more productive, Mike Denbrock. My man is staying. Is gonna sign a three-year extension to stay on as LSU's. Offensive coordinator, it's ironic because we talked about Mike Denbrock last night. Maybe you should go back to the show if you didn't hear it. Maybe you boy throw in a little hint. I don't know. Nevertheless, Mike Denbrock is going to be paid, which I would assume one of, if not one of the top assistants in the entire country for what he's done at LSU the last two years. Uh, Ross Dellinger was the first to report on this, that he would be signing the three-year extension staying with the Tigers. But here's the funny thing. I'm glad he's staying. And what's even better about that is it's so it doesn't completely shut the door, but it somewhat shuts the door on um, any team coming in here and trying to pluck him as your head coach. Now, there are some provisions, you know, that can happen that if he wanted to become a head coach, that a team probably would and could pay that buyout I know that the the tires were kicked on him. I know Michigan State was one. Houston was another one. Tulane actually has an open. There were some tires that I think was kicked on that. Not really anything formal. And Mike Denbrock is going to be signed and possibly, hopefully, not completely out of the woods yet, but looks to be that he's going to be your offensive coordinator for the next three years. I said this last night. I'll say it again. I think you're one of, the, one of if not the best offensive coordinators that you've ever had here. I know that you had the year with Ensminger and Brady, but guys, this year rivaled a lot of that, and what's ironic is two things happened today when Mike Denbrock got this contract. Number one, it was, that's awesome, so great, coach. Now do it for Matt House. We'll get to that in just a minute, but now do Matt House, and-, and, and you know what's funny is the only thing that I could think about during that entire time was why can't you just be happy that arguably the best coordinator that you probably have had or at least one of the best coordinators that you've had on offense is we Well, do Matt House. Well, uh, 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 you're not wrong, but like, why can't we be just a little bit happy that the guy that led the number one scoring offense in the country – A guy that was an integral part in having Jane Daniels progress, whether you want to believe it or not, the offensive coordinator calling plays is a big freaking deal, right? Like a massive freaking deal in reference to the progression of a quarterback. How do you run his offense? Do you really think that Mike Denbrock and Jane Daniels weren't in meetings, going back and forth in one another? What Jane Daniels likes? The reads he may have gotten right. The reads maybe that he had gotten wrong. You saw the progression. I saw the progression. Everybody saw the progression. The nation on Saturday, even before Saturday, in some of these award ceremonies, with some of these awards that Jaden Daniels is going to win, they're going to see it. Mike Denbrock is a fantastic recruiter. Look at guys like Trey Des Green, Mac Markway. I I keep hearing raving things about Kamari and Pimpton, I don't think Pimpton was completely ready yet, but he's gonna get there. He is a freak of an athlete. Now you got a guy like Treyez Green in there. Now I know that Jackson McGohan hit the portal today. Oh, okay, okay. I, I, I mean, look, man, if tight end, if if there's one position group where you're gonna have bodies next year, tight end is one of them. Tight end is 1,000% one of them. Mason Taylor being back. That's a big deal. He's not only recruiting tight ends, like I've told you. Talking to recruits, talking to guys around the SEC, Denbrock will get his nose in there and start recruiting. The offensive staff, I don't worry about them. i told you this for two years. I don't worry about what happens on the offensive side of things. N- never. Now, maybe there's some different things that they're doing, but guys, literally during the whole year, remember the Ole Miss postgame show. You were were mad. Well, Well, Blake, what about the rollout that Mike Denbrock called against Ole Miss? Okay, maybe you're not wrong on that play. They wind up actually, believe it or not, running that same exact play against Alabama on third down where Jane Daniels would go down and score and take the lead. Right? I say all that to say, even if you're mad about what happened at Ole Miss, they scored 49 points. Look what this offense has done. Let's see what if they can progress with Garrett Nussmeyer. Let's see how Nussmeyer looks. How is that bowl game going to look against Wisconsin? they got a month to prepare. Practice starts this upcoming Monday. Let's see what happens there. Oh, and by the way, and just throwing this out there a little bit, Bryce Underwood is going to be committing on January the 6th. Today is December the 6th, so from a month from the day, Bryce Underwood, the number one quarterback in the 2025 class, is going to be committing. Do you really think that Brian Kelly, and especially Mike Denbrock, did not have anything to do with that kid's recruitment? Are you that dumb? You got Harlem Berry coming up. Corey Moore's already committed. Do you think that they don't talk to the offensive coordinator? Because I promise you of the coordinators that recruits talk to Mike Denbrock is one of them. Maybe Matt house may be different. I don't know. But what I do know is, is that Mike Denbrock has been really good here. I'm excited for Mike. I think Mike is a great human being. He's a great person. The dude's loving and he will get after their ass look on the field. He is going to get after their ass. Pause, do whatever you want to. He is going to come after them if they're doing something wrong, and he's going to be the first person there to praise him or praise them when they do something right. I thought it was interesting. I went back the other day because Xavion – or actually last night because Xavion Thomas entered the transfer portal. And I was just watching the TV copy and um, watching Xavion Thomas because him being in the portal possibly – being a part of a Mike Denbrock offense. And I was remembering, and I was went back and watched. Remember the the, the fade route in the second quarter? Malik Neighbors caught, and he kind of when he caught it, he kind of slid and fell on his butt, the back right part of the end zone. There was a shot there of Joe Sloan and Mike Denbrock of them like high fiving and chest bumping and like, hell yeah, hell yeah, we called that shit. I'm pretty sure it was a fourth down, too. That that the Jaden Daniels was able to succeed, get the Baltimore League neighbors, Tuddy, touchdown. Nevertheless, I love this. Another thing. It's being reported today by football scoop that um Texas m and Mike Elko attempted to make Mike Denbrock the highest-paid coordinator in the country. So let me break this down a little bit, because the report is accurate. I've started making some phone calls. What Football Scoop reported was accurate, that A&M tried to make Mike Denbrock the highest-paid coordinator in the country, pushing on the $3 million mark. Brian, Brian Kelly, Scott Woodward, and company did what they had to do imitation is the best form of flattery and I think it says a lot about A&M I I, I know people are like oh A&M's 0-2 against LSU this year they're technically probably going to be like 0-3 when it's all said and done when recruiting's over with but, man, I I got to tell you, when that report came out, I'm just, I'm just thinking to myself, like, damn, huh. They're trying to take the best offensive coordinator in the country, and that's LSU. you got rival programs trying to do it, and they can't. That tells you a lot about yourself as a program, the stability of how and where you are on offense, okay? But I was thinking – even though Texas A&M didn't make him officially their OC and the highest paid coordinator in the country at A&M, they sure should are going to do it for him at LSU because <laughs> they forced LSU's hand, and good on LSU to respond. Good on LSU to respond. I, I, I've liked Mike Dimbrock. I thought it was, a, you know, even when he was hired at LSU coming from Cincinnati, I thought it was a fantastic hire. I know Mike has been with Brian Kelly a long time throughout the way, and there's a lot of loyalty built in there. With all of that being said, with all of that being said, I think for me, when it's all said and done, when the curtain is closed, is Mike Denbrock being the OC? Now, either as an offensive or our coach in college football, either you're going to be retained, go elsewhere, uh, progress, or you're going to retire, you're going to get fired. There's only really three options. Mike Denbrock is one of the better ones, and I'm happy for him. And look, he's got Jane Daniels, Malik Neighbors, Will Campbell, Brian Thomas Jr., Emory Jones, all of those guys are all SEC performers. And And today, I don't know if a lot of you saw this, but today, Jane Daniels and Malik Neighbors were announced on the first team as first team All Americans. Fantastic, dude. Absolutely one thousand percent fantastic. On the other hand, and here comes the Rufino's rants part. Uh on the other hand, a lot of you have been asking for whatever reason. We talked on it a little bit last week. Just need to resurface this again. Another big question that we get from you, and a lot of you, is what if Matt House stays? What if Matt House is demoted? What if he goes from being the D.C. to, like, co-D.C.? Or what if he goes from being the D.C. to, like, just being a position coach? What would you think about that? I would say that I think that it would be a little bit par for the course on what we've seen from Brian Kelly, like with Brian Polian. Is that a possibility? I I don't know. But I have kind of put my stamp on. Like, I do think that you need to move on from it, at minimum, at worst, him calling plays. Guys, he's not, he has shown that in a year's time, that whether it be progress, uh, uh, a progression, development, going into the portal and some of the guys possibly that he wanted, it, it didn't pan out. And you didn't change things. You can't have the hundred first worst defense in the country and think that in a program like this that changes can't be made. You got to make the changes. I, now Brian Kelly said, and I quote from yesterday, so I went back and listened. He said, we are here to win a championship. Our defense did not make the plays to the standard that we should be at. That is a direct quote, which, by the way, I had people in the comments saying that he didn't say that. Did you watch the press conference? It's number one. Number two, also on the staff, he said that they have responsibilities, that they have to finish at LSU, confirming change is coming to me. I don't want a demotion. I don't want a co-coordinator personally what i would like is even if you demoted him okay and put him somewhere else i don't think that that solves any locker room issues that could boil over i don't think that solves any position coaches or any position problems that could roll over i don't think it solves recruiting and the truth is you got to have dudes that can go out there and recruit there are some guys along the offensive staff that are dogs at recruiting it's like night it's like yin and yang when it comes to the, the what has ha- what happens along the offensive staff in that building, I'm telling you what I know. What happens in that building along the offensive staff is everybody has input. Everybody's laughing. Everybody's joking. When it's time to be serious and get after it, they're serious. They get after it. They call the right plays. They progress. They develop dudes. On the defensive side of things, that's not happened. So if you're going to ask me, do I want him? No, not really. Personally, no, I do not. Is there a chance that he could possibly be just demoted? Yeah, maybe. But you're going to have to go. Look, D-Lon, okay, d Line has been an issue. I don't want to say an issue, okay, completely. We at LSU have had an issue along the defensive line in reference to not being able to have somebody that can stay here for long periods of time, three, four, five years. That's got to happen. Like, you can, we can say what all we want about the secondary. Oh, DBU is not here anymore. That's true. But guys, let me tell you what's even worse, and you're going to think it's not worse. I'm telling you it is. Teams beat you this year solely on running the football down your throat. Let me give you an example. Because I think that this is the ultimate FU in a way when you look at it. Guys, there's a team in the playoff. There's two teams in the playoffs right now that are in the bottom nine, are in the bottom half, well below the bottom half and passing yards allowed. Washington is 120th in the country and passing yards allowed. And Texas is in the 90s, they're at 95. When you give up a lot of yards to the air, your team can overcome a lot of things because of. Yeah, well, at least they're not running the ball down your throat. And if a quarterback has an incom- incompletion here and there and it's first and first down, throws an incompletion, second and ten, you try to run the football to get some yardage, your front seven is on lock, they get one or two yards, it's third and eight, you get off the field, that's fantastic. That is exactly how Texas is winning. That's exactly how Washington is winning. When you're front seven and the game is won and lost up front, when you're getting pushed around up front, that is when you lose. So, Madhouse has a lot to do with that. Now, he doesn't have – I will give him a break on. He he doesn't have a lot of the blame when it comes to the recruiting or when it comes to the, the negative parts of what Orgeron left leaving out of here. But, you know, I know that you've heard the rumors and – You know, like maybe keeping Jamar Cain here could have been a big deal. Now, you can't stop what happened to Jimmy Lindsey, and it's unfortunate. But the front seven, which should be his his baby, has gotten worse. You're just going to have to cut a man loose. Brian Kelly said that he fired a man three games in that was in his wedding, and I think that he will. I'm holding out hope that he will or that Matt House. When NFL jobs open up, then he will go look elsewhere. But nevertheless, it's kind of a microcosm of how bad things are on one end and how great things are. Guys, I'm going to call it what it is, how elite things are on the other. You have, and let's call it what it is, what appears to be an elite coaching staff offensively. It's the complete opposite on defense. What do you do with Bob Diaco? What do you do with Matt House? Do you go get a big bona fide defensive line coach? You know, are there guys out there? A lot of us looked at Elijah Robinson as being that guy. Is there a guy in the NFL? What's Jamar Kane up to these days? So, Bo Davis. We're just done talking about Texas. What's Bo Davis? Bo Davis want to come home? Well, go pay the man. You just made one of your assistants, one of your coordinators, one of the highest paid coordinators in the country. If not the highest paid offensive coordinator in the country. You're going to have to go spend money, man. It's a money business now. You got to get better in that front seven. You got to get better in that front seven, man. Because if you don't, you can live a little bit. Let me tell you something. You can live a little bit with your secondary rebuilding. What you cannot do is not be, be rebuilding at a high level in your front seven. It cannot happen. Again, you have two playoff teams in Texas and Washington that their secondaries, I'm just going to call it what it is, is complete ass. They're not that good. Texas want to say, oh, our secondary is pretty good. Dog, you're close. You're around the hundreds in passing yards allowed as a playoff team. And I went, I hear Washington fans on Rafino and Joe show every freaking night. Oh, our defense is pretty good. The fuck it is. You're passing. Bro, y'all couldn't stop a nosebleed with a tampon in the secondary. We had some guys hurt. Well, you should have the depth where you're not so bad playing against Arizona State and getting your cheeks clapped. Cheeks clapped. The biggest thing, the biggest thing LSU can do in the next three years under Brian Kelly is establish the line of scrimmage defensively. They've done it offensively. They're going to continue to do it on offense. If they don't find ways, which Gabe Relivert's going to be committing in a couple of days, it's a great start. You got to establish that quickly. All right. I, it's true. You're getting clapped up front. You want to know why you lost to Ole Miss? Let's let's call it the truth. Want to know why you lost to Ole Miss? Ain't got shit to do with your secondary. Blake, they threw it all over us. You're right. They threw it all over us. It ain't got shit to do with it. You Ole Miss put 300-plus rushing yards on you. You know, a lot of people blamed Jamar Kane last year when Texas A&M did the same thing. Jamar Kane did not lose you the Texas A&M game. Far from it. Far from it. He didn't lose you shit. You lost Ole Miss because Ole Miss ran the ball down your throat. They ran the ball for 300-plus yards on you. Guys, that is abysmal. That is abysmal. That is like a team. That's like Mississippi State walking into Death Valley and throwing for 600 yards on you. Oh, Wait. Oh, wait. Do, do you mean to me? Are you trying to tell me that you can't figure out something schematically? Send the fucking house. Pun intended. Send it. I don't care. They're already making big plays. They're already kicking your ass. Send the house. Want to know why you lost against Alabama? Alabama? Let's talk about why you lost against Alabama. Dun 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 Blake, why are you playing this, the Mission Impossible theme song? Because you gotta go spy on their ass, James Bond or Tom Cruise. You gotta go spy, you gotta spy the freaking quarterback. Did you see what Georgia did last week in a loss? Did you see what AM did in a loss? You can live with a secondary that's Cheeks. you got two playoff teams that are in there. Guys, this isn't me just making up bullshit. It's not BS. It's not something that we're just throwing out from the ether. Yes, you want DBU, but again, well, Blake, they're not in the SEC. Sounds good. They had worse teams throwing the ball all over them let me repeat what i just said well blake because this is the argument that's going to be well blake they're not in the sec they had worse teams arizona arizona state for washington throwing the ball all over them then what usc is the top team that washington played this year with Caleb williams what you think Jane daniels would do to that secondary you got Texas out here playing Kansas with a third string quarterback dog like what are we talking about bro Dylan Gabriel was out here piecing up these fools in the secondary for Texas but you know what two, both teams really have really tough and solid front sevens you can you cannot you can get away with rebuilding your secondary for a couple of years you just can not. Can not it will suck if you cannot establish the line of scrimmage let's blame Matt House. Jesus, Mary and Joseph <sighs> Nareem says, we lost to Ole Miss because of one screen pass. Horse uh, – Nareem. Our – our – I I don't know how to say your name. I'm sorry. He said that we lost to Ole Miss on one screen pass that was dropped. That's horse shit. That's horse shit. Hold on. That's horse shit. Hold on. Let's pull this up right quick. Guys, can we pull up – I'm going to look it up too – Ole Miss versus LSU box score. Nareen. I'm sorry, dog, or n- whoever said that. Hold on, y'all. Look at this. Y'all look at this. Can let me see. Can y'all see this? All right, it's a little little tiny. That's what she said. All right, team stats. LSU had 637 yards of total offense, 414 yards passing, 223 rushing. I said 316. It's actually 317 yards rushing, eight yards of play. They went 9 of 16 on third down, two for third on fourth down. They had 32 first down, so you're 34. Let's look at how – what. M- old miss did in the rushing attack. Oh wait, look, Quinshon Junkins had 33 carries for 177 yards. Ulysses S Bennett, the 4th, or Ulysses Bentley, excuse me, the 4th, had 9 carries for 90 yards in a touchdown. And God heavens to Betsy, Jackson Dart and his slow ass had 7 carries for 5 for 50 yards. What are we talking about here? One screen pass dog one screen pass beat you? One screen pass beat you. Hell no. Now let's look at LSU. Hold on. Jane Daniels threw for 414 yards and four touchdowns. He ran for 99 yards in a touchdown. Logan Diggs had 101 yards and two touchdowns. Brian Thomas, eight catches, 124. Malik, 102 with eight catches. What are we talking about? Bro, if you can get 637 yards of total offense, you should win every single freaking game. So no, I don't don't want to hear a little demotion here. No. 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 Michael Moore says, lost Ole Miss because our defense made Dart look like a white JD. (laughs) Yeah, thank you, Michael, for the super chat. True. True. Dane Bergeron says, Blake, let's go duck hunting. Well, bring me. You almost shot T-Bob, didn't you? Leave T-Bob alone, Dane. (laughs) I know that he's talking about the Caleb Jackson. It's not a screen pass, it's a pass out in the flat. Caleb Jackson's drop did not lose you the game. You should be able to not have a series that goes for a touchdown to win. Because you scored 49 points. What are we talking? He scored seven touchdowns. What are we talking about here? Stop. All right. I, I, I'm sorry I lost my cool, but I I, I just don't understand it. I, I don't get it. Guys, like legitimately, I've heard multiple – dude, I've heard people trying to justify Matt House staying. I'm not going to be one of them. Damn. Speaking around the SEC, we got to do that next. Is Ed Orgeron going to Florida – I know everybody wants to know about it. Let's talk about Ed Orgeron potentially going to Florida. Before we do that, let's talk about our good friends over at Avid Inspection Specialist. Residential and commercial inspections. Oh, y'all got me? Oh, there we are. Residential and commercial inspections, mold inspections, asbestos inspections, lead inspections, drone inspections, they do it all. 11-month new home warranty inspections, they can do that as well. 225-717-5591. 225-717-5591. That's two two five seven one seven five five nine one. 717 5591 Go to their website, avidspecialist.com. That's avidspecialist.com where peace of mind happens. L H I number one one three three one. Talk about our good friend Carol Falls and the good friends over at the Drake Williams Law Firm. We're back next. Guys, you might know my good friend Carol Falls and all the great service that he provides over at State Farm. He is your good neighbor after all. But did you know State Farm has surprisingly great rates as well? Along with a great neighbor service, State Farm agent Carol Falls has surprisingly great rates for everyone inside the state of Louisiana. So call him today at 985-395-4300, 985-395-4300 for all of those surprisingly great rates on auto, home, and life insurance needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there, and individual premiums will vary by customer. All applicants subject to the State Farm underwriting requirements. By the Drake Williams Law Firm, DrakeWilliamsLawFirm.com. Whether you've been injured in an accident, you're preparing for a future with your estate planning, you're getting ready to close in on a real estate deal, or you're about to welcome a new addition through adoption into your family, or you're facing criminal charges... You need very experienced attorneys, and that is what the Drake Williams Law Firm will be able to do for you in navigating the legal system. The door to their cozy office in historic downtown Ponchatoula has been open since 1981. They have helped thousands and thousands of Louisiana families and individuals win cases, close on real estate deals, and regain that peace of mind. Their lawyers over at the Drake Williams Law Firm, Ernie Drake III, Ryan J. Williams, and Summer Vignair are very determined, compassionate, and Dedicated to their craft. It's the Drake Williams Law Firm. DrakeWilliamsLawFirm.com. Give them a call today at 985-386-7600. Tell them your good friend Blake Ruffino with AYS. sent you on by. Bayou decrees at Bayou Bowling Go is owned and operated locally by Steve and Lisa Bean. You can find them at 1512 North Highway 190 in Covington, Louisiana. That's 1512 North Highway 190 in Covington. The North Shore's first crawfish drive-thru is about to step it up another notch by bringing you drive-thru daiquiris as well. You can call in your order today at 985-888-1914. 985-888-1914. Because you know what? Daiquiris and crawfish. It's a Louisiana thing. There we are. Ed Orgeron is back in the news, ironically enough. Um, look. (laughs) Um, how do I want to say this? So let's go around your SEC. Ed Orgeron's back in the news um, because of some waves of potentially him being the next defensive line coach at Florida. Like, Gators. Um... (laughs) Good on him. Uh, I wouldn't look. He was the former LSU head coach. Uh, I think that if he wants to go to Florida, good on him. Uh, But he's on a sipping uh, ship ship that is sinking. But let me tell you what I think Ed Orgeron doing. So a lot of people are trying to put context clues together. I don't really think that Ed Orgeron is going to be next to you, line coach at Florida. I could be wrong. I had not talked to anybody, nor did I want to talk to anybody because I wanted to have this take tonight and let's just see what happens. Not reaching out to Orgeron's camp. Not going to talk to him. But, man, let me tell you what I think Ed Orgeron's doing. I think that Eddie O wants to be the defensive. If this happens, could you not imagine this? Ed Orgeron being the defensive line coach, and then during the year next year, Billy Napier being fired, and them promoting Ed Orgeron as the interim coach of the Florida Gators. In this this man's M.O.? So, if you're asking yourself, why would Ed Orgeron want to be the defensive line coach at Florida? Because he's probably thinking to himself, man, what if Billy gets fired and they promote me as the interim? Now, I know that's a conspiracy theorist uh, or theory. I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but man, wouldn't that be some shit? Wouldn't that be some shit if Ed Orsron went over there and did that? But here's the reason Ed Orgeron followed every commit on Twitter or X. I'm just going to, I keep calling it Twitter, I'm not going to call it anything else. Ed Orgeron followed every Florida commit on Twitter today or yesterday, and it started getting some things going. All I'm going to say is is I think that Ed is a good D-line coach. We've seen a head coach already go back to a school that he was the head coach at, and now he's the OC And Bobby Petrino. Uh, I don't think it'll be out of the realm of possibility. But man, I'm telling you, my gut, when I started seeing some of this Ed Orsron to Florida as the defensive line coach, the number one thing I thought about is Billy Napier being fired next year because they suck, and Ed Orsron getting the interim role. Tell me you wouldn't think that that's possible. Raise your, or or, or put a thumbs up in the chat if you think that Ed Orsron could be up to something like that. Because I could see it. I 1,000% could see it. I just – I don't know why O would want to go because LSU wouldn't be paying him anymore, right? I mean, like, his his contract would be void. If I'm not mistaken, if I read that right, I why would he want to go to Florida? I mean, did he just make enough money and he wants to go back? I mean, look, man, you just got married. Does your wife want to go there? I don't know. I It looks like to me that Orgeron's having the time of his life. Man, go to the beach. Run around with your shirt not on. If that's what you want to do, pause. I don't care what you do, but if that's what you want to do, go do it. You look like you're living the best, having the best life ever. They gave you $17 million walking out the door not to be here. Don't go to Florida because, Ed, they're not going to – like if I I could tell Ed Orsron one thing, not that it matters. Brother man – They are not going to make you, after Billy Napier, their full-time permanent head coach. It's not happening. It's not happening. So, I say all that to say, don't do it. Don't do it. But I see a lot of you putting your, your fingers up. That's what she said. You somewhat agree. I think that's what Ed's doing. I, I, now, again, I talked to uh, some people at Florida today. They don't think that it's happening. Does it matter? Like, <laughs> does it matter? Because the truth is is if that does happen, Maine, Maine, all right, another thing around your SEC. Just breaking news, actually. Uh, Tony Pride, the number one corner from Clemson, who went went into the portal, has committed to Missouri. Let me tell you something very quickly that you're not gonna you're gonna disagree with me on, but it's true. The state of Missouri passed a very lucrative NIL deal or NIL law that they are exempt from doing some other federal things or other things that other states do with their NIL law. They just got this prod kid that's going to come in and play corners, the number one corner at Clemson, or one of the top corners at Clemson, I should say. Because Nathaniel Wiggins, who, by the way, it's kind of unironically enough that LSU had committed that Corey Raymond lost on because he didn't think he could tackle. Uh is going to go to Missouri. Now, he just said that they are getting uh, a kid with NFL ability, or this is what they said, they're getting a kid with NFL ability, this is from 247, uh, that can play and start immediately. They can And I'm going to tell you something. I think Drinkowitz has found a little something here. I'm not saying that they're going to blow up and, and have 10 wins in the regular season every year. I don't think that they can ever really compete with LSU, Alabama, um, Georgia, and and really Texas coming in, Oklahoma. I don't know if they can compete with those schools. What I do think that they can do is that Drink has really got those things rolling over there and recruiting. I'm really intrigued to watch what Drink is able to do at Missouri. Look, you were one of the teams that beat them. The only other game that they lost to was Georgia, and – Look, that game was somewhat competitive with Georgia. Like, really competitive. Um, I think they've turned it around. And what's crazy is, if you all remember, Drink was on the hot seat in the beginning of the year. A lot of people thought that he was going to be the first SEC coach fired. Right? So, yeah. Michael Moritz with a nineteen ninety nine dollars Super Chat says the only game – we can halfway blame the offense for losing would be Florida State. Had the opportunity to be up 31-14 at half, but went up 17-14 to 14 instead. Even the defense should not be giving up 45 points in that game. That's true. And, and look, here, here's the thing, and thank you, Michael, for the super chat. I'm old enough to remember when um, the, the 19 LSU team Like, they put up 24 against – or 23 up against Auburn, right? Like, okay, you met a match. You met somebody that can go toe-to-toe with you. Here's the crazy part. Your defense has got to win you a game to be a competitor. But you can't give up 45 points. To your point, Michael, you can't give up 45 points. You just can't. Also – Texas A&M hired their offensive coordinator today, and Colin Klein. I, I had a lot of people asking me this question today about uh, Colin Klein. They thought that he, and I'm just going to quote one DM that I got, that he was complete ass. Uh, one thing that Colin Klein isn't as a coordinator is ass, believe it or not. And I know that he's at Kansas State. I know that he um, technically uh, was in the Big Twelve, and it's not the SEC. I'm with you there. I get you there. But Kansas State, of all places, had a top-25 offense. They averaged around 450 yards per game. Top-50 passing offense, around 250 yards a game. They ran the ball around 200 yards a game, too. Look, I think Colin Klein's a really good coordinator. I know that they're losing a lot of pieces over at Texas a and A lot of those kids in that legendary recruiting class is hitting the portal. Um, some big-time recruits, top-50 recruits like Chase Basantis, who started – at right tackle, you know, do you kick the tires on a guy like Chase Pasantes as an example? If you're LSU, let him come in here and play guard. Uh, I would not hate that. Let him play center. I would not hate that at all. Um, but nevertheless, uh, and and look, DJ Chester is probably going to take the position. Let him play one of the guard spots. I, I mean, I think that he can come in here and play right now. They've lost guys like Walter Nolan, LJ, uh, LT Overton, Jake Johnson. Uh, Raymond Cottrell, who's I think is going to be committing to Kentucky, Max Johnson's already committed to North Carolina. Chase Pasantes entered today, and Fadil Diggs uh, also entered the portal. And what happens with guys like Evan Stewart? I think uh, Mike uh, Mike Elko's got a very steep hill to climb. Uh, it's not going to be easy for him moving forward. Let's see if Mike Elko can keep some of those guys there for them. On the other hand, from LSU's part of it, LSU is going to be really involved here in a lot of AM recruiting in reference to do they continue to press on some of the high school guys that they could potentially flip, like we mentioned earlier, Gabe Rutherford on Friday. Do you take some of these guys from Texas AM? Jordan Gilbert is also another kid that was in the portal or is in the portal that LSU, I would very much hint, hint, wink, wink, think is after. So we'll see there. We'll see there. Uh, not really a whole lot of other things happening in the SEC that I think is worth the damn other than, I guess you could say this one. You remember how a lot of people this year said that um, Georgia did not play a tough schedule? Guys, they have a murderer's row. They have a hell of a schedule next year. Apparently their schedule was leaked. Uh, this is what their schedule looks like next year. They have Clemson, Tennessee Tech, a.k.a. Rudy Putech, at Kentucky, at Alabama, Auburn, Mississippi State, at Texas, Florida, neutral site, at Ole Miss. So think about that for a minute. You got a road game at Texas, you got a neutral site game in Jacksonville, and then at Ole Miss. Three road games. Three. Because you can call that, you know, well, it's not a, it's not the swamp. That's three road games right there. At or, or they play Tennessee at home, UMass, and they finish off with Georgia Tech. That's a brutal schedule, dude. Brutal. Um, to all the Georgia fans out there, if you know somebody that's a Georgia fan, text them. Say, look, man, I heard y'all got an outright brutal schedule next year. They do, guys. If they if they go. 11 and 1. Hell, even if they go 10 and 2, it's a hell of a year. Shit, if they go undefeated, it's a hell of a year. They got Murderers Row, dude. That's not going to be easy for them. At Alabama, Auburn, Mississippi State, then three straight games on the road. Yeah, bro. Uh uh-uh. uh. All right. We will see y'all again tomorrow. Y'all have a good night. Peace out, Girl Scouts. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.